Hello ladies and gentlemen, it is the best got B. My name is Luke Catfield and I'm joined as ever by our Warsaw correspondent who, despite it being his day off today, has decided to log on for a very Christmassy special episode. Mr. Liam Keane, how you doing? The snow's falling outside. I can Lies. hear the robins chirping. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it doesn't feel like Christmas, does it? But Merry Christmas nonetheless. I've got a very um, light drizzle. Uh, so I don't know where the snow is, where, where this snow um, is you're talking about. From lovely tier three Warwick, it's nice and cloudy and grey and no drizzle just yet, but I'm sure it's on its way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, day off. You know, you know me. I'm I'm not one to uh, to to let the Warsaw fans down. No, I'm here regardless. A bit like you with your Albion, you know, cronies that you're. You know, you're in there with big time. You know, you, you don't let them down. When the, the other day with the doing your podcast with Massey, well after hours. You uh, yeah, around. eight p.m. That was. See, commitment. I mean, admittedly, that that was there were extenuating circumstances. Oh, did did someone? What happened? Did something happen this week with Baggy? I've not, not heard about it. Oh uh, yeah, apparently. Like, I mean, it was just a sacking and a hiring of a manager. Don't worry. Well, um, <laughs> and I thought my beat was my thought my week was busy. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, a little bit of a hectic one uh, for myself, especially considering that you know sometimes stepping host Nathan Judah was uh, sunning it up in Saint Lucia, and I was yeah. I was here handling all the all the all the busy work. It's not quite uh, it's not quite sedgly, but it's not bad. I mean, yeah. I mean, it it, it goes Solly Hall, St. Lucia, in that order, um, for me anyway. Uh, we're only a week away from the big day, mate. That is weird, isn't it? It's it, snuck it, up it, on us this year, hasn't it? Yeah, big time. It, it really is odd. But I just, I cannot wait for food, that's all I'm thinking about. Um, you know what, I want to hear, what is your, what is your God-tier Christmas meal what what are the, the best ingredients for you on the meal so christmas dinner you, you're asking me to rank uh yeah. okay okay ingredients in a christmas dinner you don't, you don't have to run through all of them but what are the what are the top what's the god tier ones the ones so, that are very top for you i think everyone will agree that the ultimate god tier part of a christmas dinner is the pigs in the blankets <laughs> oh mate i can i 100 agree that They're is the, the ultimate i mean you could literally give me a plate of them Oh, yeah. And I'd be happy. You know what the problem is with them as well. And Go I've, on. I've had this. I've had this argument with family members in the past. There's never enough of them. Oh no! There's always like eight, and there's and you've got like a family of ten. I mean, it'll be different yeah. this year. But it's there's like, there's there's never enough. You, at, at most, you're talking two or three on your plate if you're lucky. Yeah. And uh, for me, that's a disgrace. The worst thing is right. So, I don't know about you. But my family, we've got we've got pets, we've got dogs that like, like to run around the house. We, we do as well. So the, what really bothers me, so I'm desperate for pigs and blankets. First thing I go for, because uh, like we all we all dish it up and then you kind of you, you put it on your own plate. We do it that way. Uh, we don't we, we don't have we like, don't do it that way. We have we all just serve it all up and go for it. Oh uh, right, okay. So it's slightly different for us. So like the first thing I go for is the pigs and blankets because I know they're they're a hot they're a hot commodity. Um, <laughs> But like my my uncle and my auntie, they're proper. They baby the dogs, and what kills me is I'll finish my pigs and blankets. I'll finish my dinner, and I'm looking around at other people, and I see them. They'll get like the pig in the blanket, and they'll hand it to the dog, and I'm like, no, oh. 
No. That's mental. How are you going to do that? Oh, I just... That is actually disgusting. And I love my dogs, but I... They, I would, I would sooner them starve than have my pigs in blankets. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> if, if, if you've got, like, don't get me wrong. If you've got spare food, great. I mean, they tend to make a, 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 a spare Christmas dinner for each of the dogs, and it's fine. But oh my god, the, the pigs in the blankets. But anyway, pigs in blankets number one for me. The turkey's up there, but it's it's hit and miss. Turkey. I like a good roast potato. Oh yeah, you, they, they have to be right. If you get them in. If you cook them in some sort of fat, whether it's goose fat or whatever, cook them in something like that. Mm. Um, they're up there, big time. Uh, it'd be interesting. Do you have? Are you a, a, a mash on a Christmas dinner kind of guy or not? Nah, roast, roast, roast potatoes all the way. We've had. We always have roasts, but we mix it up between occasionally having both. But I think this year they're just we're just gonna do roast. I don't think we're gonna have mash. But the big one. Do you have Yorkshire puddings or not? Oh yeah, yes. Thank you. Hundred percent. I mean, the the best one of the best roast dinners, not Christmas dinners I've ever had. It's one of them ones where it all comes in a giant Yorkshire pudding. Oh, I've had them. Oh God, I had one of them before. Spectacular. So good. If you don't have a Yorkshire pudding on your Christmas dinner, it's not a Christmas dinner. Nah, that's nah. That, that's how much they mean to me. Honestly, they are the best thing. And it's got to have lashings of gravy. Oh, it's got to be like all God. sorts of. You know what I love on a Christmas dinner as well, which is which is, it could be an unpopular opinion. Parsnips. Yeah, I I had a feeling you'd say that. Um, I love a good parsnip. My family are big fans of parsnips. I'm not massive. Fa- if they're like if there's really chunky ones, I don't really like them. If they're really crispy and sort of thin, I can. Oh really? Deal, I'm the, I can I'm deal the with them. No, I don't like a big chunky one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, moving on um, <laughs> the, a big thing for me would be I love the turkey it's got to be done with, right though with the turkey there has to be cranberry sauce see I could do oh, without cranberry sauce oh I don't have it all year but then when it comes to Christmas on the turkey with everything else mixing in together a smorgasbord of, <laughs> of food oh my god it's so good I tend to like a mix of meats as well. Ah, interesting. We we always have the same two meats every year without fail for as long as I can remember. Please don't tell me be... one of them's beef. No. Oh, uh, thank Mar- God for that. Ours, I do like beef, but it's not. We have a turkey and a gammon. Yes, gammon. Yeah. And we have them. I know some people do it. They have that, but they have the gammon on Boxing Day. But we have both of them on the Christmas Day in the same meal and then just eat both of them for sandwiches for like the next week. That's what we do, and we we have we have lamb as well, so we have a third meat in there. Oh, we don't have lamb as well, but I do like lamb. A little bit of lamb, a little bit of mint That's sauce. Mint mint. Oh yes. Oh, now oh. you're talking. <laughs> Let's do a food podcast. Let's forget forget football, yeah, mate. Forget football. Well, what's that? Football. I mean, it's not exactly like football's a big deal around Christmas, is it? Or the uh, the Boxing Day games. Who cares? It's just yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hardly a tradition, and there's hardly any games. Going on anyway, mate. I tell um, you what, I'll, I'll be taking some turkey and uh, gammon sandwiches to uh, Salford on Boxing Day. Oh, I bet 100%. you will. Oh yeah, I'm all for that, mate. All for that. Um, have you wrapped all your presents yet? Or have you started? I mean, I haven't even started. Um, no, I haven't started. I was going to do it within the next few days or so, but I, 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 
I think I'm a typical bloke in a sense. I just I'm not really that bothered. <laughs> I'm just like I don't. I'd rather just give it to him in a bag. But I will yeah. do it. I, I always do. But I just like it doesn't really bother me. I have to get in a mood. So yeah. what I tend to do when I'm wrapping presents is I'll go downstairs and I'll wet like Muppets Christmas Carol on or something. Oh, what a film! Get into the mood, and that's when you wrap all the presents. And it it takes you twice as long because you end up sitting there watching the film. But it's a it's a way to do it. Get the fire on Christmas tree next year. Oh, with a uh, cup of hot cocoa. Yeah, maybe even <laughs> maybe even throw on a Santa hat. No, um, you are talking. Yeah, you set then. Um, talking about present, uh, pre- Christmas presents. Uh, we're getting some early ones from Warsaw. I know, looking good, isn't it? I mean, let's talk about these last three games, Liam. Let's talk about them. First one, Tranmere, inform Tranmere, who would steamroll the last what five games? One, one five on the bounce or so. Uh, one, Warsaw three, and I tell you what, um, it wasn't it wasn't snap smash and grab, was it? Oh no no no! Uh, first half was one of those uh, sort of battling halves, really, where where Warsaw were they started very well, mm. got a, got a goal, uh, deserved it. Uh, sort of backed off, maybe backed off is the wrong word. Sort of allowed Tramir to come back into the game a little bit, and and they've got some decent players. Tramir, I mean, in midfield, Liam Feeney's a very good signing. Uh, Jay Spearin, very good. Um, they knocked the ball around quite nicely. Feeney scored a really nice goal. Um, but Warsaw probably slightly unlucky to go in at half time one one. But it wasn't like, it wasn't a steal basically from from Tramir. It wasn't um, it wasn't a travesty that it was one one. Uh, and then second half, Warsaw came out and just. It was like a, it was like Tyson Fury in a boxing ring with me. He just he just battered me. <laughs> he, they just went straight, just went straight for the the jugular. I mean, Tranmere barely had a had a kick in the second half. Um, they they just it was it was um, yeah. That's the only way I could describe it. That, that boxing analogy. It really was like just on the ropes in the corner, and it just felt like Warsaw could score at any moment. They were just. Battering and battering and battering, just not relenting. Um, a really good performance. Uh, the the formation they were playing, which is like a four five one slash four three three. It depends how far forward the, the wingers went, really. But it was it was more of a four five one, really. Um, and it and it lent itself to these these, these triangles on on either wing. So you've got Jules uh, Osadibi in midfield, and then Wes McDonald on the left, and they would come together in these triangles and play these just nice triangle passes of play and, and open the, the team up and on the opposite side you had Kinsella, um, Holden, Norman doing the, the, the exact same thing hmm. um, and that formation really was working in that sense and it was and they were just opening them up and Wes was on fire, um, Elijah was, was playing well, um, Wes got a lovely goal as well uh, and yeah it was it was by far the best performance of the season. Yeah, Interesting afterwards that um, Daryl sort of played it down quite a lot and, and said he thought Newport was was one of the better performances and, and, and this, that and the other. But I think from what he said afterwards, I think he, he knows that that Tranmere game was a, the best performance. And he, he, he likes to, he likes to go... And he actually admit, sort of admitted this on the, the presser yesterday that he likes to go the opposite way when they win a game. And he likes to think about, rather than basking the glory of winning a game, you would prefer to... To almost go in the opposite direction and 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 look at what to do next uh, and probably be a, more critical uh, in a sense, mm. um, and uh, I mean that's his own style. That's fair enough. But I, I, it was almost 
strange because I found like saying you don't look very happy. You've just <laughs> you've just won three one at Tranmere, who are a very good team, um, and 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 done it comfortably. Um, and then since then they've not stopped, have they? Yeah, that's it. I mean, looking at the stats for that game, I mean, they didn't have a lion's share of the ball, Walsall. No. I mean, they, they they had notably fewer passes. The, the the accuracy of those passes wasn't as high, but it was a, a proper... I mean, it was almost... I mean, you look at the stats and it doesn't quite add up, but they, they had, I mean, three times as many shots, mm-hmm. uh, six times as many shots on target. It was essentially dominating the game without dominating the ball yeah exactly I think um, and, and, and that that played into Walsall's hands really because although they have the ability to pass it around on the on the floor at times it's not their biggest strength um, and 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 Tranmere were a side that had some very technically gifted midfielders as, as I said so um, they did they I think a good way of summing it up was for me that they did the the simple things and they did the simple things correctly. They did them right. So we've said that I've said this already about Wes McDonald. He's been in brilliant form the last three games, don't get me mm. wrong. But before that, um when he plays it simple and effective or rather when he plays it simple, he is effective. Uh that's when he's at his best. Sometimes he tries to do too much, he's doing these step overs and and occasionally it'll work and it looks really good, but for the, for the vast majority of the time, it doesn't. Yeah. But when he plays it simple, it's effective. He gets an assist. He gets a goal. Uh, he, he goes close with with an effort. He, he he makes things happen when he keeps it a bit more simple. Get to the byline and put a cross in. Uh, cut inside and, and play the pass to midfield. Whatever it is, uh, and that's what the Warsaw were doing. They were being they were playing it simple, um, but they were doing it effectively. And they were bombarding Tramie when they got forward. They were playing very nice counter attacking football, particularly towards the end of the second half. Um, and as I said, with those triangles, the midfield were were pressing high and helping to support the wingers and the fullbacks. Uh, the fullbacks, by the way, in Jules and Norman, who were absolutely brilliant in that game. Uh, Jules specifically, I described him as a colossus. I thought he was excellent. Mm. Uh, defensively, not troubled um, against some tricky players, and going uh, going forward was overlapping Wes constantly. Um, doing a really good job uh, to not only to to make an option for the ball, but also to distract defenders as well. And yeah, I thought he was brilliant. So all round, really good performance. Yeah, fantastic. And like you said, they carried it on as well. Um, also, two Bolton won another brilliant performance. Um, and it, I mean, it, again, they they didn't have the majority of the ball, but it wasn't. It was much closer. Uh, than the Tranmere game, but again, it was it was plenty more shots on target, plenty more shots in general, and I mean, it's great to see a player like Elijah Adebayo just showing his form, isn't it? Oh yeah, big time. Um, I I'm a, I've always been a uh, I say always uh, this season particularly been a big fan of Elijah. Um, he is showing not only. Um, let me try and yeah, try and phrase this the right way. He he's not only showing the controlled aggression, which I, we've spoke to him about a lot because he, he mentioned before about finding his uh, finding his fire uh, to get himself pumped up for games. Uh, he's not only found that and doing it very well, um, but he's also much more intelligent uh, with his positional plays, movement in the box, 
he's got a, a brilliant touch for someone who's what six foot five. You'd expect mm. him just to be able to the ball would bounce off him like a trampoline and and he'd just be heading it constantly. But he's got very good touch, very good close control. Uh, and he scored a couple of headers as well recently and uh, and done well in the air. He is showing. Uh, I don't want to sort of go over the top because he's still a, a young lad and he he's playing League Two, but he 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 does have good attributes in almost every department. Mm. And that doesn't mean that he's going to be a world beater, and he's going to, and he's the, he's the best striker in the world. But it, uh, he's showing a real willingness to improve in every area, and a real willingness to, um, to to fight for the team, which is something he wasn't really doing last season. He was sort of giving up in games, and he was laboured, and he was huffing and puffing, and and then he was on the bench for six, seven games in a row and not playing, and then he'd come on and not really do much. And then he'd score a goal in one game and start the next and do nothing. And it was all very hit and miss. Um, this season, he's been very consistent. Mm. Um, and he's showing a, yeah, a real willingness to learn. And speaking to him yesterday, actually, in the press conference, he... Um, for I'm, it makes me sound like I'm, I'm really old. I say for a lad who's 22. I mean, I'm only just turning 24, so I'm only just old, a little bit older than him. But um, <sighs> he, he does show a real... And by the way, he looks a lot older than me. It makes me feel strange to know that I'm older than him. Um, he shows a real maturity as well. Uh, yeah. I, re- I really like the way he speaks. He speaks very well. He's a really nice lad as well, and, and he gets on really well with all the uh, all his teammates. And uh, for me, he has been the main man uh, this season. With Josh Gordon being out injured, with Wes McDonald being out of form, and then back in form. Rory Holden's been very, very good for large parts of the season, but has taken the odd, you know, game or two, which he's been a little bit off. Um, and don't get me wrong, Elijah's not been one hundred percent all season in, in every game, but he he's been the, more consistent than than most. And uh, yeah, he's the he's the main man at the moment. And um, and that I wouldn't didn't think I'd be saying that uh, <laughs> this time last year, to be honest. Yeah, that's right. And and with young players, you, you know, you're gonna have dips and troughs. Um, but he's certainly showing some great form at the moment, and Walsall in general. I mean, they went. It's easy to forget they went a goal down in that game. What thirteen minutes in? Yeah, I mean, yeah, be, Doyle. Yeah, it'd be very easy for, for for a team like Walsall. I know they just beat Tramia, so they were probably riding high in terms of confidence. But it'd be very easy for them to say, "Oh, Bolton are a goal up here. We're we're in trouble," and then and then maybe sitting back a little bit and and maybe playing for a draw. But they didn't do that at all, did they, Walsall? No, and they've been quite good at coming back from uh, for losing positions this season um, and and recovering points. Uh, they've 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 done that well. Um, and against Bolton, um, Bolton had their moments in the game, um, but it was by no means a, a sort of uh, a dominating performance on from their from their uh, perspective. And and also again, it was similar that, that in that they had a pretty decent first half. It came out in the second half and and really. You know, uh, put, put Bolton to the sword. Should have should have scored more probably. Um, Elijah's goal in the forty fourth minute was was big because had they gone in half time one nil down rather than one one, uh, potentially it could have been a different result. Uh, but the fact that they they were they were buoyed by scoring just before half time came out in the second half and and should have probably got more than they did. Wes again playing really well. Rory playing really well. Uh, and Rory's goal, uh, the free kick was straight off the training ground. Little. Fake to shoot from the free kick from Wes back heel, 
to Rory, who just smashes it left foot um, mm. th- through the crowd and in. Um, it was a really nice goal. And they've, they've done a couple of those set-piece goals this season. There was the one at Harrogate where Rory scored from a, a corner where they played it to the edge of the box and he uh, struck low. Um, they've, they, they've got better with these um, set-piece goals. Uh, I suppose these creative set pieces. Um, although I would, I would still uh, say that they probably need to make more of some of the set pieces when they've got a header of the ball like Dan Scar in the team. Um, but it's it's going in the right direction. It was a good win uh, against Bolton, and you know it was tasty. You, you, obviously, you weren't at the game, but it was tasty on the sidelines with Ian mm. Everett, the Bolton manager. He was not a happy bunny. Um, he was. Uh, they had this defender called I think Santos. He was massive. Yeah. He was absolutely a giant of a man, um, and he was all over Adebayo. Like he'd be, you know, his arms over his shoulders and dragging him to the floor and around his neck, and he was throwing him all over the place. And the ref was very rarely given a foul against him, and he, it did seem a little bit uh, obvious to me. Um, and then there was one that I think the ref did give. Uh, a, Either way, I don't remember whether he gave it or not. It doesn't really matter. But Elijah sort of stayed down with a, with a, with a knock. And this was, I think, at the point in the game where Warsaw were already 2-1 up. Um, Bolton get a bit frustrated. And Rev, uh, or Mark Chusman, Chusman, I don't know how to pronounce it. Sorry. They call him Rev, the, the, yeah. the, Warsaw, the Warsaw physio. Um, he, I don't think he even went on. He actually got up, went to the sidelines to like to prepare himself to go on and treat Elijah if he needed to and then I think he walked back and, and, and Elijah got up and Ian Everett started having a massive go at, at Rev it was really quite strange he was I couldn't hear what he was saying but he was and Rev sort of stood there in, in a bit of bewilderment yeah. <laughs> looking at him and he was going mad at him and then he had a, then Ian Everett had an argument with Matt Sadler later in the game um, he was very frustrated that they that they couldn't get back into it and then um, and then after his game after the game his post-match interview he said that the Warsaw back team were disrespectful and shouldn't be all standing up having to go at whoever, uh, officials, etc. And then also described Warsaw as land of the giants, I think is what he said. Land uh, of the giants? Warsaw are not a big team. <laughs> not at all. I think that's the phrase he used. Either way, he basically said that, that they were a big physical team that played long ball football. And, and although they did play it long at times in that game, they're not a big team. Elijah, yeah, he's six foot five. Um, I mean, you look at you look at the side, right? Yes, you've got Elijah Adebayo in there. Alfie Bates is in midfield. I, I know. Liam Kinsella is yeah. in midfield. Wes McDonald is on one wing. Rory Holden. Rory Holden's Holden. not big. Josh, when he comes on, is not very tall. Even uh, even as centre back, James Clark, he's not the biggest. No, no, for a centre back, he's not at all. No, no, in comparison. Um, I mean, that I mean, smacks of a manager who's a, who's very bitter. He 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 did seem very bitter. He didn't come across very well, if I'm honest. Um, I mean, Norman obviously is, is is pretty well built. Scar's pretty big, but it, on the whole, uh, as you'd War, expect, War, defenders to be. Yeah, well, exactly. Warsaw nowhere near a land of the Giants team, and I think I did see some people going back and forth about it on Twitter, and um, they, uh, I think, average height Bolton were taller, uh, which was obviously expected. Um, yeah. But it, it was just because because it, it was I think it was fairly obvious that Warsaw not land of the Giants. Um, uh, I just thought it was quite funny, but um, yeah, it was very bizarre. But uh, it was a frustration, really, and I think that's that's something Warsaw have got better at as well. Is frustrating the opponent. Um, they were forcing Bolton into some frustrating balls that they didn't really want to play. They were, excuse me, that's my breakfast repeating on me. Um, 
they they did the same at Tranmere. They were frustrating Tranmere, who were a, a team that were very good on the ball. Uh, didn't actually weren't actually able to keep the ball on the floor too much, even though they had a lot of possession. They were pumping the ball up long because Warsaw were pressing them high, frustrating them, and forcing them into playing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's something they've improved on, which they did against Bolton as well, um, and uh, and also against Oldham, which we'll come on to. So um, it, yeah, a lot of things going in the right direction. And when we, I'm sure you're about to ask about the, the uh, Oldham game, there was a, another little managerial. Uh, Argument at the end, which I don't know whether you saw, which I'll call. Yeah, to. yeah, I did witness. <laughs> I did witness that Daryl Clark getting back into his playing days, wasn't he? So funny, so funny. Uh, I mean, we'll, I'm sure we'll come on to the game in a second, but after the game, yeah, basically, uh, the final whistle goes. He screams, "Yes!" Obviously, delighted at the points. Fist bumps everyone on the Harry Kuehl or the other uh, Bolton, sorry, um, Oldham uh, backroom team, etc. And then as he walks onto the pitch from the halfway line as he walks onto the pitch from the dugout he takes he's probably about a metre onto the pitch the ball comes towards him someone's kicked it over and he just hoofs it back towards the goal <laughs> for, for seemingly no reason he was he, he, and he's this is self-admitted from Daryl he gets very emotional after games uh, he gets very high or very low depending on what the result is and sort of his feelings on the game um, and that's just sort of how he is as a person and he was obviously very pleased with the result Bear in mind, Oldham had, a, had some opportunities to to give a different result as well, and um, mm. and uh, yeah, he hoofed it. Um, and then Harry Cool, I, I, I think someone said to me that he, he said, "What's the point in that Darrell or something?" And then they had a little bit of back and forth. Well, I didn't hear what they said, but it was just quite funny. I mean, Darrell, he he's, he is a character, um, and you know what? Opposition teams, fans, managers might not might not like it. Um, because I'm a Warsaw reporter, I'm covering the Warsaw as a club. I quite like that sort of that that grittiness about it. I quite like that they're they're upsetting teams a little bit. I like that. I, I, that was what that's what I'd want in my team is someone who a, a team that can upset the apple cart a little bit, wind them up. You know, even just little things after a game, just just you know, just getting people's heads a little bit. I quite like that. That's. Um, it, it, not only is it funny uh, <laughs> to watch it, because I saw it, I saw it happen live, and then the video that someone got from iFollow, which I thought was hilarious when I retweeted it. Um, not only is it funny, but I also, I just quite like. There, there is a word for it which I can't use. I think I know what you. I think you know what word I'm on about. Yeah. Uh, S word house basically. Yeah. yeah and I'm yeah. and, and not going to swear again because it gives you more work to do, and I only have to beep it. But I quite like that. I like. That Warsaw have been a bit like that, a bit ratty, a bit gritty, you know, getting at getting at teams and winding them up a little bit. Um, yeah, that's why I like a player like Liam Kinsella, for example, because he, he goes into a tackle, he's not afraid. He'll, he'll, he, uh, I wouldn't say he's not afraid for a scrap. He's not, he's not like an, a, a necessarily aggressive player, but he does, you know, he gets in the opposition's faces, and I, I, that's what I like. So, yeah, in terms of that, um, I thought it was, thought it was hilarious, but uh, yeah, the, the, yeah, the result as well was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, it definitely was. I mean, going back to that, I mean, it's great. It's a great characteristic to have because teams, they don't want to go to Warsaw. They don't want Warsaw to come to them. They know they're in for for a scrapper and they know that they're going to get, you know, Warsaw going to try and get under their skins a little bit. And it, like it or loathe it, it works a lot of the time. There are players who, you know, you've looked through the years, whether it's, you know, a player like Vinnie Jones who maybe pushed the boundaries uh, to the extreme, but even players like like 
like Diego Costa, for example. I mean, at Chelsea when he was when he was in his pomp, he was doing he was constantly annoying centre backs to the point where he was getting players sent off, and it's massively beneficial for your team. Oh, yeah. being that kind of player at times, you know, you, you yes, you you're playing up to it, and it, there's a lot of sportsmanship to it in terms of mind games and the way that he does it. And opposition fans will absolutely detest a player like that. But oh, big if time, you're a yeah. fan of the club, you you hire him in the highest possible highest possible regard because oh, big time. it it just it really does. You never know. Like gamesmanship can really affect the game and affect a team. And yes, it can backfire on you here and there. And you know when you know Oldham might play Walsall again uh, later on this season, and you never know they might they might get beat, and Harry Kuehl might get, might give it some to 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 to, to your end. But at the end of the day, you know you, a lot of the teams who give it out are more than happy to take it in return. Yeah, it's not to say as well that Warsaw don't play some decent football at times because they do. I mean they they've got some talented attacking players. Roy Holden, uh, and this isn't a criticism of him, uh, but he's not that kind of player. He's not like a, a gritty... He's a technician. Uh, yeah, exactly. He's a technician and he does it very, very well. I'm a big fan of him as a player. Um, so they have some, they have talent going forward. They have that, um, that in their, that, that in their team as well. But what they've got is they've got that, another word for it is guile, um, is that they're, they're doing that a lot more now, I think. They're a lot more cunning. They're, they're, and, and not only are they, they doing that, they're also, it's not that they're, unfair or they're cheating or or, or then they're not having sportsmanship etc it's it's just that they're having a little bit more little bit more about them it's difficult to sort of put your finger on it it's um it, it just feels like they're that that though that other side of the game alongside the technician is is all coming together um yeah, and it's not to say as well that the team before didn't have you know the, the character and that because they have come back from from games and and that they were losing and and, uh, and got points, but um, I just feel like they've got a little bit more about them now, winding the the opposition up a little bit, and uh, and I, I I like it, I really do. I think it's I think it's a good trait. I, I would want that in my team, and and at this level, I think it's a, a good thing to have. It's gonna it's gonna hold you in good stead. Yeah, and I'd much rather have a manager who runs onto the pitch and boots the ball at full time than opposed <laughs> to one who who sits in the dugout uh, and and just watches the game. Passing by almost. I mean, I always look back at, like for example, someone like a like a, I don't know, like a Svengor on Ericsson who just kind of sits mm. there and, and lets the game go on, and it's it's always his assistant manager coming up and and, and doing the shouting. I'd, I'd much rather it the other way around. Anyway, uh, Oldham two, Walsall three. This game much tighter than the 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 others, but we saw Josh Gordon come back into the starting eleven, uh, and what a way to come back! A, a goal after twenty three minutes, albeit from the spot. Yeah, so yeah, again, Walsall started relatively well. Um, high press, forcing Oldham into mistakes. The goalkeeper was being forced to sort of kick it out for throw-ins at times. They were they were losing the ball high up. Kinsella does a very good job at uh, at, at closing down quickly um, and either making a block on the ball or whatever it is. Uh, and then obviously they got the that, that that's where the the penalty came from. Essentially, was Kinsella. Chasing down, uh, Wes ended up on the ball, uh, got fouled, um, and uh, and Josh stepped up, 
confidently to take the penalty, which which was good to see uh, because penalties have been a, a strange one this season. Not only did the season start with obviously with cup competitions and there was loads of, I think there was two or three penalty shoots shootouts at the beginning of the season, uh, but then in games as well, Warsaw had a few penalties and missed a couple, and mm. um, it was all getting a bit, um, yeah. It, it, it was a bit tiresome, to be honest, having penalties. I would much rather Walsh just score in normal play. I don't want to see a penalty again in my life, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but Josh stepped up, very confident, calm, bottom corner, uh, no messing around, good finish. Um, and, yeah, and from there, it, um, it was sort of similar to the Tramie game in the sense that uh, Oldham grew into the game a bit more in the, in the first half, uh, had a few chances... Oldham, by the way, are a good side. They, Harry Kiel's done a good job with them. They've got some good technical players. Um, they've won. A, uh, they, well, they were on a good run of wins. I think it was four out of five before the uh, the Warsaw game. Um, and they are, yeah, good. Got a good technical side. Um, and they were very unlucky not to score. They hit. I think they hit the woodwork twice in the first half. Crossbar on the post. Jack Rose made one or two very, very good saves. Mm. Um, so they were probably fortunate to be going in at 1-0 up at half-time, you'd say. Probably just. Um, yeah. And then the second half comes, and uh, a second from an own goal. Uh, Norman's cross is turned into his own net by uh, Pierre Gugliani. I don't know how to pronounce it. I think that's right. Cole um, Pierre Gianni, yeah. Yeah. What, I mean, what a name, to be fair. Oh, um, yeah. Great, great name. And then at two 0 up, you're thinking, right, this is. Then they're not coasting by any means, but it's an opportunity to, um, to sort of you know get get more of a foothold in the game and compose yourself. And and then within that was in the 52nd minute. Within a minute or two of that, uh, Oldham should have scored, hit the crossbar. Um, there were some suggestions it was a Jack Rose double save, and if it was, it would it was it's world class to be honest. It was unbelievable, but it, I couldn't quite tell from the angle I was at. And I don't think you could really see from the, the replays either. Um, but it looked like essentially that the player was missed from about four yards out with an open goal, hit the crossbar rather than <laughs> rather than score. Uh, bear in mind that came from a, an initial save that Rose made that was also very good. Yeah. Um, but then from that from that play, they they did score. Um, and it was in the fifty fifth minute, so it was three minutes after the Warsaw second goal, and and it was it was too easy really on for, for Oldham. Um, Warsaw allowed them to attack and go straight for the jugular just after scoring a second when they should have been um, they should have been you know consolidating their position in the game. They should have been not necessarily sitting back, but just keeping hold of the ball and and uh, and, and staying tight. Um, and, and straight away they made a game of it by allowing Oldham to score. Uh, within what thirteen minutes of that, Pierre Gianni, uh, I'm really struggling to say that name. Um, scored. It's all right, mate. You'll get there. You'll <laughs> made it two two. And and at this point, you, you do. I mean, Davos said it after the game. He said at that point you fear the worst. And hundred percent two 0 up, and you get back to two two, and you've really and, and knowing that Oldham have got, have got players that are dangerous and can hurt you. Um, it was a worry, but within five minutes of that, Adebayo steps up again. Um, and this is where I wanted to mention his movement um, that I think has really improved. Uh, mm. The the goal, it was it was basically a, a carbon copy of the his goal against Tranmere. Wes gets it on the left, uh, goes towards the bylon, doesn't necessarily reach it, but in that direction, left-footed cross, um, 
actually thinking about it, he might have cut in on his right. Either way, <laughs> he crosses it. Um, and uh, Elijah makes this run exactly the same as Tramier as he did with Oldham. He makes this run sort of behind the first man in front of the other centre-half or, or full-back, whatever, whoever it is, and in front of the goalkeeper. So if it beats the first man, if the ball beats the first man, he's the first to reach it. And he gets in front of everyone, and just a little nice flick under the goalkeeper, and and uh, and, and in, and that, that that was the olden one. It was very very similar at Tranmere, and that's where his movement, I think, in the six yard box has really improved. Uh, in last season, games have gone by, he wouldn't have even been in the positions to have scored these kind of goals, um, and that is what's I alongside the aggression and all that controlled aggression we spoke about. But that's what has impressed me. In the last uh, in the last few months, and it's been a, a gradual progression for him. He's um, he's been he's improved steadily over a number of months now. I've been I've been impressed with him. Yeah, definitely very impressive, and um, it's worth worth probably mentioning um, Jack Rose in goal because mm. he's made some big saves as well. And it it, it was it wasn't long ago that there was Liam Robertson man um, between the sticks, but obviously after the Newport game, was it? Uh, yes, that's right. Rose has come in, and it, I mean he's he's done fantastic, hasn't he? Yeah, and it's a it's a strange one because I, you know, Liam Roberts is a local lad. He's come through the academy, um, and I do think he's a very good goalkeeper. Uh, I know some fans have been critical of him, um, but I do think he's a very good goalkeeper. Uh, he's a big character as well, which I think is important for the dressing room. Um, but he probably. He, it was probably deserved to be dropped because that mistake at Newport was a big one. He's made one or two smaller ones as well. Rose has come in, obviously made that error with the penalty um, against Stevenage. Mm. Um, although it was an error enforced by an DB error, so he, he, he doesn't hold the whole brunt of the blame. Um, but then since then, he's done he's done really well the last few games. He's made some key saves, uh, made some brilliant ones against Oldham, as I said. And um, I've been, yeah, I've been impressed by him. I think he's, he's obviously a good goalkeeper. And this isn't to take away from what Rose has done, because I do think Rose deserves the plaudits for playing very well. Uh, and at the moment, the shirt is his to lose, I would say. Um, but I think credit must go in some regard to Roberts as well, because the way he handles being dropped is professional, um, mm. mature, and he gets on very well with Rose, with Mike Taylor, the goalkeeper coach, and with his teammates. And he, obviously, he'll be disappointed not to be playing and, and to have been dropped. But he, he doesn't, he, he doesn't let it show. At least, at least to what we can see. Whether there's anything behind the scenes that I don't know, of, obviously. But from what, at least what we can see, he doesn't let that show. He's supportive of Rose playing ahead of him. He obviously he wants to play, but he's supportive of whoever whoever is in goal, and um, I think that's important as well because he could very easily throw his toys out of the pram and say, oh, "I don't want to be dropped. I don't deserve this." Blah blah blah. But uh, yeah, there's probably some realization on his part as well that he probably did deserve it as well. Um, he needed he needed to break out of the team. He was a little bit he was a little bit off form, um, and it'd be interesting to see what Daryl's long term plan is now because. Rose came in for about four games last season when when Roberts was off form and Roberts came back in again and then didn't lose the shirt again. Will yeah. that will that happen again? That's the question. At the moment, Rose doesn't deserve to not play, but uh, if anything changes, Roberts is uh, it will be there ready to come back in. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Warsaw now eleventh, three points away from fifth. Dare I say it? 
Uh, <laughs> I mean, six points from the automatic promotion spot. Let's do it. They've they've really put themselves in a brilliant position, haven't they? Yeah, um, they have, uh, and it's. I think it, it it's important to take the positives from it, um, to realise that they're playing well, to be to be happy with that. Um, and it's also a, a a point to say that the in this league, it, bad runs are, are, are just around the corner. Mm. Um, Warsaw need to, to stay consistent. They need to stay confident as well because I think the heads have dropped in in, in games of the past, particularly the Cheltenham game. And um, I think if they can, if they they don't what they don't don't want to be, they don't want to be cut adrift. And at one point, they looked like they were going to be with the amount of draws they had. They obviously lost to South Andrew with Stevenage. Uh, it looked like it, they were going to start to be cut adrift and they were 16th in the league. Um, but as tight as the points are to from where they are in 11th to playoffs and automatic, it's equally as tight all the way down to probably 16th, 17th. Um, so they, they can't afford to be sort of cut adrift and they need to keep that pressure up. They need to be chasing. Um, it is good. It is looking good, um, but it's interesting. Having, speaking to Daryl about it and where he comes from is that he, it's really eager, and that's where he comes from in the sense of uh, not getting um, sort of too happy necessarily with a win. Um, is that he doesn't? He, he's worried about complacency. He gets worried about uh, being happy and where they are, and and, uh, and and the players sensing that and and sort of taking their foot off the gas a bit. Um, which I can understand. Um, I, I think perhaps more credit was probably due after the Tranmere game um, than, than than what was given. But I can I can totally understand the, the viewpoint and uh, complacency would be Warsaw's biggest biggest enemy now. Would be their biggest problem is if and they've been guilty of it in the past. If they take the foot off the gas now, uh, it could it could really hamper their their chances. Um, but it's all to play for. It's as simple as that. They could win the next five and six on a row, and then and we by February they could be they could be in the top three, or they could win one out of the next six, and they could be you know fourteenth. This league is one of those leagues, and uh, it's a cliche to say it, and the players and the management say it every week, and it sounds like I'm just repeating that, but it is true that this league is one of those leagues where anyone can beat anyone. That that is one hundred percent true. Tranmere. Were on a great winning run, a good side. Lost to Warsaw, and then lost, and then the next game lost five nil to Exeter. Yeah, Exeter. Don't get me wrong, are a good are a good side, but they got they got pumped five nil. South End. I've just won two games in a row, <laughs> and that and, and South End are dreadful. So, so that says everything you need to know. Um, it's a, it's an entertaining league. It's a good league. Um, but Warsaw can't take their foot off the gas. They need to. They need to keep going for teams now, and they've got some tough games coming up as well. Yeah, that's it. Shall we um, go on to some questions before we we do a, a Christmas quiz? Oh, I'm excited. Let's do it. All right. Okay. So questions. Uh, we'll get a couple in. First one from Nick Effridge. Uh, did the lack of a proper preseason hamper our start? I know everyone was in the same boat, but played less friendlies than most. Putting a performance in for a full game has been an issue, but the last three games of Sinus continues to press throughout. A sign that players are fitter. Uh, I I think it's a good point, Nick. Yeah, I I think um, it's not only the lack of a proper preseason, but I think also the um, the months without action as well. 
you you can have a you can have a short preseason, but if you have uh, months before that where the team are, uh, I don't know. For example, if the season was delayed for whatever reason, but they still played it, if you know what I mean, and they're and they're coming straight off the back of one into a short preseason and back in again, that's that's different. Whereas this, they had a they had what four, five, six months of, do, of doing nothing, basically doing yeah. working from home, doing Zoom sessions over the uh with with the team sort of which out. is just simply not nowhere near <laughs> no going out for runs and doing it all on strava and uh and all that and it, it's it's not it's obviously not the same uh so yeah i think it's a good point from nick i think that that alongside the short pre-season is potentially um a reason for it saying that Warsaw actually started the season not too badly they did they they had a good a couple of good cup performances um and uh i think i think injuries Obviously, we're a big part of that as well with Josh Gordon being out. Um, but I do think the players are fitter now. They're doing the the, the hard press consistently um, for the vast majority of the game now. Um, and Nick makes a good point in that the the lack of a full ninety minute performance was something I was talking about back two, three, four weeks ago. Mm. And the last three games, they they have put. A ninety-minute performance of of some sort of consistency together now, um, so I, I, yeah, I, I would I would agree with them. I think the players are fitter. Um, it's taken a bit of time to to get back into the swing of things, um, and uh, I know as you said, all teams had were in the same boat, uh, but obviously some teams have adapted to it better. Um, obviously Newport, for example, are doing very well at the top. So um, yeah, I, I would agree with them. I think it's a I think it's a, a been a been a factor. Yeah, fair point. Uh... Carlos Sapphire, do you agree the board needs to back Daryl in the January window for the final promotion push? Easier said than done in times like now, though. Yes, definitely. Um, so speaking to Daryl about this and then speaking to the chairman, Lee Pomlet, about this, um, the situation is that if Daryl feels that he there is a position or a player or whatever it is that he needs to improve on, uh, or a specific player he wants to bring in, uh, there is scope to have that conversation. Um, obviously, there are restrictions on what he can and cannot spend, obviously, for obvious mm. reasons. Um, but there is a conversation to be had. Um, obviously, loan deals, if they can get someone cheap or for free, are big pluses. Uh, but there is a conversation to be had. Um, there is... Um, money available to work around, work around it, and and find a solution if Daryl feels that's what he needs. Um, so that was speaking to both Daryl and Lee about that, and and uh, and uh, most of that was what Lee said. Daryl, in all fairness to him, said that the survival of the club comes first, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, uh, which I think is fair enough. Um, so yeah, there is scope, um, but yeah, as you said, it's much it's much easier to say <laughs> to say that that rather than do it that they've got to make sure they get through the season and, and the following seasons first. Um, and you look at the squad; um, they have now that they've got Gordon back from um, back from injury. Scrimshaw's been doing relatively decent when he has played. They've got some sort of strength in depth now. They they have a they have a bench where they've got uh, Keenan Lavery, for example, who hasn't played much football the last few weeks because Elijah's been in good form. Keenan Lavery's a good striker at this level uh, mm. and, he, and he's not getting a game at the moment. 
So they have a strength in depth to a degree, um, which is uh, which is positive. They, they've got a good squad. Um, it might need one or two tweaks. There is a scope for doing it, but it's, uh, it's not going to be the case of chucking money at it. Warsaw never been. I've never been that club, and, uh, and 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 never will be as far as uh, as far as you know the next few years are concerned, for the very least. Yeah. Next one comes from Sean Russell. Kind of follows on from it. If an offer came in for Josh Gordon in January, would we as a club be able to afford to say no, given the current financial situation? It's an interesting one because if if Walsall are to sell, you look at some of the the assets that they have. Josh is certainly one of them. Oh yeah, he's uh, he's a, he's a big asset. Um, don't forget as well that, and this is out in the public record already when he signed his contract. But his contract's up in uh, in the summer. Um, yeah. He signed a what, what is it a three a three year deal when he signed, uh, and there's there's not been an extension on that. So his his, his deal's up. Um, so I would be, uh, I would imagine it's probably less likely to lose him in January. Um, Just because teams will wait until the summer, won't they? If, if no deal yeah, can be negotiated. Uh, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, Warsaw obviously will want to keep him. Uh, he's a big player, um, but also bear in mind he's just come off a a two month or two and a half month injury. Um, so, he, and he's not he's not up to full speed yet. Even though he did very well to get seventy odd minutes the other night, um, he's not up to full speed yet. And the teams necessarily won't t- won't take that that chance on him really. Um, yeah, I would suspect he'll probably. He'll probably um, be staying for the season, but that's obviously speculation on my part. Um, whether the whether the club could afford to say no, I mean, it, it depends what the offer is, really. Um, yeah. Speaking to Lee Pomler, he, he's made it very clear uh, to me uh, in that inter- interview that I did, and and also in the fact that they've just had this um, bailout from the Premier League, which is help in the short term is helping them. Uh, they are fine for this season and next money wise um, and uh, it's just about sort of securing the long term uh, of the club so I, I don't think they're necessarily desperate for for, for transfer fees to be coming in which, yeah. which puts them in a good position it does it does and lastly uh, Pierre Sadler asks is there method to the madness around Daryl Clark's tinkering or do we just happen to have fallen lucky on a system and that ends up suiting the players. Yeah, it's it's an interesting. It's funny that question's coming now because uh, the press conference yesterday with Daryl uh, Mike Taylor at BBC WM asked about how he um, how he's going to sort of manage the squad in the next few games when and how many changes he might make. Bear in mind they're playing well. He doesn't necessarily want to change it, and then obviously. The amount of games coming up, they might need to make some fitness reasons. But uh, Darwin made an interesting point, and I can see where he's coming from. In that, um, in that, if he makes no changes and they win, everyone says it's because he makes no changes. Yeah. And if they lose, they he, he gets blamed for for players not being sort of ready to go and being fatigued. And then vice versa. If he makes loads of changes, it's be- if they win, it's because he made the changes. If, he- if they lose, it's e- equally the same reason. Um, and I, c- I can see where he's coming from. I can see that. Um, I think he has been guilty in the past of changing too much. And I've asked him this before. And uh, uh, in all honesty, he doesn't care for 
most other people's opinions. Um, but uh, I, I, he has been particularly last season. He's been he was guilty, and I said this to him of of making too many changes. Uh, I don't think, if I'm honest, that he's been guilty of that this season. If I'm if I'm honest, uh, mm. off, the top, off, the top, off the top of my head, I can't think of a time anyway. Um, because if it was me, I would make the occasional change as well because of because of the amount of games and because of the schedule. Um, now, if a team, obviously, they kept the same team for Tramezzi for Bolton, which I think was good. Obviously, it worked out well. And then he made the one change to bring Gordon in for Ostev and go back to the four two three one for Oldham. That that all worked perfectly. I think Oldham play a similar system. Um, so he went back to that system that worked so well when Gordon before Gordon got it. Uh, Gordon got injured, and and yeah, I can see where I I can see why he he can be frustrated with that. Um, but this season, if I'm honest, and I don't think there's he's been necessarily guilty of making too many changes because if it was me, I, I would make similar ones. It's the the schedule has been unrelenting and and you have to you have to manage the workload on players. Um, Either way, if if he makes ten changes on this Saturday coming up, uh, it'll be a topic again, won't it? And everyone, everyone will be talking about it. So it's uh, it's one of those things you can't really get away from. Um, but at the moment, uh, there's a pretty settled starting eleven at the moment. Uh, to an extent, they've got potentially only some injuries at left back. They might have to make changes, but it's um, it's looking more settled now than than it has done in the past, at least anyway. Yeah, certainly. Right, are you are you ready for this Christmas quiz? I'm excited. This I've been waiting for this all week. I mean, you tasked me with coming up with a Christmas segment, <laughs> uh, and yesterday was my day off, so I was like, "Well, I'm not doing any work on my day off." <laughs> I I would never. Ta- I'm not your boss. I would never task you with anything. I'd just say, you know what? If you fancy doing a bit of Christmas content, <laughs> whatever you whatever you like. Uh, well, either way, I've managed to come up with one. Um, and it's it's a quiz. Do you know the song 12 Days of Christmas? I think everyone knows the song. I, th- I think they do. Yes. I mean, I'm not going to ask you to sing it because I'm I'm not I'm not that kind of guy, but feel free to if you want to. So, I've got 12 questions. Uh Exciting. so the first the the first, uh, the question's kind of come in two parts. The first question is I'm going to try and get you to guess the uh the, the song lyric. Um so for example, um I would say that number one is obviously a partridge in a pear tree. But do you know what the 12 one is? The 12th day of Christmas? No. Uh, what is it? I don't know. I can't think. 12 drummers drumming. <sighs> is It's 12. And the question for you, and, and for those listening along, uh, so I'm going to run through them all now. Warsaw have scored 12 goals from open play this season. Nice. What percentage of the total goals does that account for? 64%, 55%, 50% or 73%? 12. Um, give me those percentages again. So, 64%, 55%, 50% 50% 73%. This is 12 goals in a league, by the way. 12 open goals. Um, that's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, these aren't questions I expect you to know the answer for. I would say 65. Well, that wasn't an option. 64% was. <laughs> 64. 64. <laughs> that's, that's what I meant. And it's wrong anyway. 55%. Oh, I, was, 55%. I wasn't going to say 55 anyway, so... Yeah, fair enough. Uh, 11. So what's 11 in the 12, 12 days of Christmas? 
11, is it Swans something? Nah, Piper's Piper, 11 <laughs> Piper's I'm not very good at this at all, am I? <laughs> to I, be fair, I mean, this is hard. I'm not, I'm not one for, like, everyone knows the old Christmas carol, but I don't know the, the lyrics. I do quite like your sort of ingenuity here, though. It's, it's, it's good work. I mean, I mean, I've whipped this together in about a half hour before this podcast. Excellent. So, uh, I've, I've done it under pressure. Who is the 11th statistically highest rated, ranked player in Warsaw's squad on whoscored.com? Is it Liam Kinsella, Zach Jules, James Clark, or Liam Roberts? I'll go with Clarky. And you'd be wrong again. Oh. It's Liam Roberts. I was going to go Liam with one Roberts. of them two. I was trying to think. I, mean, I, I, I only say that because I would I would imagine Jules and Kinsella are higher because they, they've played more games. Clark obviously had a bit of an injury. And then also I know that Roberts was quite high on on saves at one point. I Oh. Well, I mean, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Uh, ten. What's the tenth day of Christmas? <laughs> I don't know. I've got a clue. I, I, you know, I might need to get the lyrics up for this. No, 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 no. Don't cheat. Okay. Uh, ten. Something singing. Ten lords are leaping. Oh, le- oh. I, I'm so bad at this. I mean, fair play to you for, for getting every answer wrong so far. Uh, one player... For Walsall has made ten substitute appearances so far this season, the most of any player. Who is it? Is it Wes McDonald, Emmanuel Osadebi, Keelan Lavery, or Alfie Bates? Osadebi. Wrong again. Oh, it's Lavery. Keelan Lavery. Keelan Lavery. Dear me, you are having an absolute nightmare this Christmas. I knew it was one of the two, but oh. again, hindsight. I mean. Pfft. Uh, nine. What's nine? Nine. Ladies, something. Nine ladies dancing. Oh, I knew I was close. I knew it was. I knew. <laughs> you were close. Who did Walsall play in their ninth League Two game this season? Cambridge United, Mansfield Town, Exeter City, or Colchester United? That's tough. Mansfield. Wrong again. Cambridge United. Oh, I, was gonna, I knew it was one of the two. Uh, oh, I mean, you've said that three times now. Yeah, I know, but I genuinely have got <laughs> them them two. I, I know it's not the other two. And then I picked the wrong one. Eight. What is eight? Eight. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I know what five guess? is. Uh, eight. Swans. I mean, it's something with you and swans, mate. <laughs> Eight Swan- maids are milking. <laughs> Did I not get that? I should have got that. No, isn't swans one of them? Swans is one of them. Yeah, I thought it was. Okay, uh, Elijah uh, If Adebayo. I keep saying swans, then eventually it'll be right. Yeah. Elijah Adebayo has scored eight league goals this season, but how many assists does he have to his name? Zero, one, two, or three? Ooh, that's tough. Two. Zero. <laughs> Much like your score in this quiz oh, so far. Oh, jeez. This is bad, isn't it? It is terrible. Okay, seven. What's seven? Seven swans. What are they doing? Uh, singing. Oh, you were so close. What is it? 
Seven Swans are swimming. So, why did I? How did I not guess swimming when they're when I almost swore again? That's all they do. I actually almost oh. swore again. I did. Why did I say singing, not swimming? When I'm talking about an animal that spends its time on the water. I don't know. You've lost it completely. Oh, but I'm pretty sure you'll get this answer right. So you will get off the mark here. Oh, Who wears the number seven shirt for Walsall? Liam Kinsella, Stuart Sinclair, Keelan Lavery, or Callum Cockrell? I Mollett. actually know it. Finally, it's Mr. Sinclair, the beard himself. Oh, he's off the mark. Thank God for that. A point for Liam Keane. Uh, next one, six. Six, come on. It's, it's, I'll, I'll give you a clue. It's close to a swan. Swallows. No. <laughs> I actually ain't got it. I had not got a clue. Six geese are laying. How's it not? Who is closest to racking up six bookings this league season so far? Is it Liam Kinsella, Wesley McDonald, Rory Holden or Keelan Lavery? Who's closest? Yeah, I'll tell, I'll tell you, they've got five. Rory Holden. You're right. Because he, he was suspended for uh, a game the other week. I forget which one. But... There you go. You're off the mark. Thank the Lord. Five. Come on. Wait, I was already off the mark. I got the Sinclair one. Yeah, 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 that's don't, what I'm saying. Don't, don't try and take a point away from me now. After all this. <laughs> I mean, you deserve one taken after, off you. After all the, the hard swan, work. Swans are singing. <laughs> I mean, uh, five. Come on, what's five? Um, five gold rings. Yes. <laughs> Te- technically, five golden rings, but I'll give you gold rings. Oh, I um, gold. What was that? You muttering something on your breath, Liam no, Keane? I always thought it was gold, not golden. <laughs> okay, Josh Gordon has made five league starts this season, but how many goals does he have to his name in the league? Two, three, four, or five? Two. Three. Oh, I actually, I genuinely thought it was two. Oh, you're wrong again. Um, uh, four, what's four? This one's tricky, I wouldn't have got this. Four... On the fourth day of Christmas, my true gift to me. <laughs> is, that, is that the right words? Yeah, those are the right words. Partridge in a pear tree. That's the first one. Yeah. I don't know it. <laughs> four, four calling birds. Oh, I actually, I actually knew that. Well, I mean, you didn't say it. Why are there so many birds in this song? I, I, I don't know. There's more to come, by the way. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, who wears the number four shirt for Walsall? Zach Jules, Cameron Norman, Matt Sadler, or Dan Scar? It's Sadler. It is indeed it's your it. third point on the board. Thank. It's, uh, third point on the board, and two of them have been shirt numbers, which are like the easiest ones. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I threw some easy ones in. Three. Come on now. Three. Three. Golden eggs. I told you it was close to a bird, man. It's not an egg. It's three French hens. An egg is close to a bird, in all fairness. I mean, snakes lay eggs, mate. (laughs) That's true. I can't argue with that. It's true. Three French hens. That's what I said. Uh, If you say so. Golden Um, eggs. (laughs) What does that say, golden eggs? (laughs) I've lost it. It's not Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, mate. Uh, three goals are scored in the Papa John's Trophy by Walsall so far this season. This season, who scored them? 
I'm not going to give you options. I need the three goal scorers. Three goals have scored in the Papa John. Is that Jules? Correct. That's one point. Um, Josh Gordon. Yep, two points. Can you get the full trio? Oh. Could I have a clue? Have you got the, the, the games in front of you? That they I don't have the games. I've only got the scorers, I'm afraid. Uh, I'll give you a clue. It's not a bird. <laughs> that helps. Because I know I know Jules scored against Bristol Rovers. I know Gordon scored, but I can't remember who he scored against. Whether I think it was Bristol Rovers as well. So I'm trying to think who scored against Chelsea. Uh, who is it? I'm just going gonna, gonna to have to guess. I'm going to have to go with Adebayo. Wrong, Wes McDonald. Oh, yes, I remember now he scored in these. That was his first goal of the season. Yep, I mean, how disappointing for you that is. Uh, two, come on, this one's easy. Uh, I don't know. Come I, I, on. I swear, to, honestly, I really can't remember. Okay, think about it. Teenage Mutant Ninja. Oh, uh, Turtle Doves. Yes, yes, two turtle doves. Yes. I mean, you get a quarter of a point for no, that. No, 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 I'm having that. <laughs> Four players have logged two assists this league season for Walsall. But who is the only player to have registered more than that in the squad? Is it Rory Holden, Wes McDonald, Cameron Norman or Keelan Lavery? Holden. Wrong again, oh. Wes McDonald. Oh. And the last one, I mean, I told you at the start, what is it? Partridge in a pear tree. There we go. There's only so this is a question. There's only one Liam Keane, but as of today, thank you. How many Twitter followers does he have? <laughs> two thousand three hundred and two, two thousand two hundred ninety six, two thousand four hundred seventeen, or two thousand three hundred ninety two. No cheating. What are the other options again? I mean, the other. Or, you want all of them? Uh, yeah, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Can I have the other ones? It's because I've got one in my head, which I think might be right. So two three zero two. Two three zero. Okay, it's not that. Two two nine six. Two. No, it's not that. Two four one seven. No, it's not that. So it's the last one, the one I was thinking. Two three nine two. Because I, uh, I don't actually check this regularly, but you know when you click on and you just see it and yeah, whatever. I know I've been fluttering around two, three. Eight nine and then two three nine something because I'm getting had a couple of people follow and then unfollow. I don't know whoever's unfollowing by the way. I hope it's not Warsaw fans. Um, Guilty has charged me by the way. Uh, so it sh- it should be the last one, which was two three nine. Was it two two three nine? Yeah, two? and you finished strong. Yes, victory. I mean, it's the the one where it makes me look really self indulgent, but at least I got it right. Yeah, I mean, a total score of six and a quarter. Seven. I mean, I gave you the answer essentially. Seven out of seven out of what? Twenty-four. <laughs> I thought it was going to be better than that. And it's, if anything, it's a bit more than twenty-four because you could go, you could, you could have got three points from one answer. Yeah, but do I deserve to have the two points then? Or did I? Or yeah, did, but or I gave you... you the two points. Oh, okay, that makes me look even worse than. Yeah, it does. Uh, so well, it's seven from twenty-six. Well, you know, it's all about the entertainment at the end of the day, anyway. It is, and you did provide that, I'll give you that. Um, Let's finish up then, let's quickly talk Port Vale. Uh, At home, 
against Port Vale tomorrow, 11th place, 14th. This one, um, a chance to make it, what, four in a row? Certainly. They are, yeah, Port Vale are a, are a funny team because they're a team that pretty much every year are expected to do pretty well. Um, they've got a decent squad. Um, and they've been pretty similar to Warsaw this season in that they, you know, started relatively well, had a little dip. Um, I think they they they, had, they went on a bit of a losing streak, which Warsaw didn't really do. They had a few obviously draws and losses together, but they Vale went on a bit of a losing streak, and then while well, Warsaw won three in a row, Vale have won one and drawn two. That win was a six three win away at Bolton, by the way, which is a crazy game. Six three, that is yeah. a proper result. Uh, they were six one up as well, actually. Um, so. So yeah, they're they're similar to to Warsaw a little bit in that way, and uh, even though they're fourteenth, they're only I think they're only three points off Warsaw I think uh, in the league. So um, it's one of those games um, where they they're going to be dangerous. It's not going to be an easy game by any means, but it's one of those games where Warsaw can start to try and cut themselves adrift a little bit of the of the of the chasing pack in in the middle of the table. Um, they're not obviously one game isn't going to bump them right up there but it's, it, it puts them in that, that trajectory a little bit uh, and as I said about not wanting to be cut adrift of the top seven um, this is that though that, that kind of game at home where you want to pick up three points I would say um, and Warsaw have, have had a decent record against Port Vale last couple of games they beat them 1-0 away last season drew 2-2 at home with them um, had a bio himself uh, which I mentioned in my preview which got a I spoke to him about. It's got a really good record against Port Vale. Um, he scored. He scored once in that two-two draw last season. He scored the only goal in that one-nil away win last season. The season before that, when he was on loan at Swindon, he scored in a one-nil win against Port Vale. The season just before loves, that, just loves playing against them, doesn't I he? I know. The season before that, when he was on loan uh, at Cheltenham, he scored in a five-one. I think it was win against Port Vale. Um, so basically, he scored in each of his last four games against Port Vale. Uh, the defenders and keeper must hate him. Yeah, I know. And uh, and he, so he's obviously got you know he's uh, he's he's got a bit of a taste for him. So um, yeah, it's what it, they're a tough side. It's one of those they're likely to play a four three three. They've got obviously Tom Pope up front is a uh, a one of those kind of players that we're talking about. That he's you know he's not afraid to you know wind people up a bit. He, He's mm. uh, he's he, he's good. He's a good player at this level as well. And Dan Scar's gonna have his uh, and James Clark gonna have their hands full with him. Um, so and they've got good wide players. They've got and Moon's a decent player. Um, so yeah, they've um, they, they they've got good quality, and they they probably were a little bit disappointed with where they sort of fell middle of the season. Um, but they they picked up a little bit of better form recently. Um, and uh, as I said, it should be one of those games that Walsh should be. Ha, ha, should have the confidence going into to to try and dominate and win because th- th- they've got the quality too. They're on a good run, and it's one of those games that if they win, they can then that's when that's when they start to focus their uh, focus up the table rather than anywhere below and looking behind them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, would you make any changes if you're Daryl Clark? I mean, it's hard to change a winning side, isn't it? It it is. Um, he's potentially going to be forced into a change. Zach Jules came off uh, with an injury against uh, against Oldham. Sorry, um, yeah. it in the first half he came off. It it looked like a hamstring. Um, Dallas been asked about it after the game and on the presser 
on yesterday and both times I said it's, it's too early to assess. Um, but Dow doesn't really give much away with injuries anyway. So, um, But the situation they've got there at left-back is that George Nurse is having a scan for a tendon issue on on uh, tomorrow on Saturday as well. He's been out for a few weeks, so he's not going to be available most likely. Um, Callum Clock on Mollet has had a bit of a setback, Daryl said. No more information on that aside from those words. But So essentially, they might have no fit left-back tomorrow. Um, mm. Hayden White is a right back came in um, for the Oldham game he was the only defender on the bench anyway um, and played the majority of the game and did a relatively decent job to be fair um, he's not left footed so um, he'll potentially have to have to start there uh, if no one's fit um, so that they may then that may be an, an, an enforced change uh, but other than that I I wouldn't make a change I think the midfield's been very effective recently Kinsella and Bates playing very well and also if you don't make any changes, it means Gordon plays on the right and Holden in behind, and it means they can play the four-two-three-one, which they did so well at the beginning of the season. And it means Holden plays in his much more natural and better position in behind. So, so yeah, that, that, that's that's where I, that's where I would stand. I think. Yeah, should be a, should be a good game, Liam. Are you predicting another win or? Of course I am. I'm, I'm predicting a win uh, every week until I get proved otherwise. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, unless obviously there's a reason not to. But uh, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, and, and you know what? It'll be nice to it'll be nice to to go to a game and not be sat in traffic for three hours. Oh uh, yeah, I remember, I remember messaging <laughs> you. I messaged you saying, "Is everything okay, mate?" Because I've not seen a tweet in a live stream yet. Yeah, uh, I am um, in traffic until what ten to? I got to oh, I got to Oldham at twenty two. I, I I parked the car at twenty to seven. That is, uh, that is uh, I mean, that is pushing it. That is fine, isn't it? Uh, I'm not. I I didn't obviously I didn't look like moan about it on Twitter or anything like that. I just sort of did like a bit of saying few. I made it in time, kind of thing. Uh, I, I I've not really been one to to moan whether it's cold or traffic or whatever it is because fans can't go so I've not really been uh, wanting to put that out there and make it look like I'm ungrateful but I can say on here now that was awful (laughs) I was so stressed in the car on the way to Oldham uh, so worried what was going to happen obviously I got there good game they won all good in the end journey on the way back there was zero traffic um, but it was horrible uh, so it'd be nice to go to a home game and not be worrying about that. Careful, the M6 might have other plans, mate. Yeah, um, right, okay, that just about does us. Uh, one hour, 13, 14 minutes maybe of, of Warsaw chit-chat and Christmas banter for you. Uh, we'll be back in, what, two weeks' time? In the, Will we be back in the new year? Oh, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a great question because obviously rotors and with games and everything are all, a bit all over the place. Uh in the um, over Christmas, so uh, to be honest, I don't know whether we're going to fit one in after the week after Christmas. You know, twenty seventh, twenty eighth, 29th By the way, is my birthday, and we're we've got Scunthorpe at home. All uh, oh, right, looking forward to that. Oh yeah, it should be good. Um, so yeah, I don't know if we're going to fit. It might be a new year one. We might fit one in. We'll have to see. We will see. Right. Okay. If we don't see you. Have a, mer- a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. But from me and from Liam, a fun footwell. Merry Christmas.